the question I get most often is, what's a good rate? Right after that, how do I find a good realtor? Here's the solution. Join the Coins and Culture Realtor Referral Network. These are realtors my team and I have personally vetted. So enjoy the home buying process, knowing you're working with a pro. Click the link in the description for more details. Back to the show. My new name is Just The Facts. While the rest of y'all are Just The Facts. Put words together just to match. I say what I feel, y'all adjust to that. I do the opposite of y'all, so I just attract a realer audience, usually unjustly black. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome back to House Rich, the real estate show where we help millennials figure out where do I start when it comes to real estate and how to build generational wealth? So just the facts we're talking about today. So think about whatever industry you're in and how often people get what seems like a basic thing incorrect. Like I was, I've seen this funny joke on TikTok with this guy where he's in a retail, so I've never worked in retail and like folks come in and they're looking for an item that is not on the shelf and they're like, hey, just look in the back. And he's like, the back isn't some mythical space where there's just like, infinite supply things like the back is this small place where they eat lunch and they keep a couple of products but like folks think like the back of whatever like store they're in has it's like a whole warehouse like no it's not that thing and so i equate that to the mortgage guidelines as well because folks get stuff so wrong all the time that they think is right and it's like why do you think it's right because you've not looked up a single guideline you didn't even know where to look at the guidelines you just heard some other guy say it you heard some other guy say it or some other guys say it. So just going to break down the details and the facts when it comes to FHA loans. So let's get into it. All right. So what does FHA even stand for? It is Federal Housing Administration. And so these are loans designed to help first-time home buyers buy their first home. And they're targeted towards folks with credit challenges and income challenges as far as saving for a down payment. But you do not have to be a first-time home buyer in order to use an FHA loan. It's just helpful. But one of the major components of an FHA loan is you have to live in the property. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to live in that property for at least one year. Any other scenario where you're willing fully buy getting an FHA loan with no intentions of living in the property, you are committing mortgage fraud. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. One common misperception with the FHA loan is that you can only have one FHA loan at a time. There's actually a couple scenarios we're going to have more than one FHA loans, but we'll cover that a little bit later in the video. That's kind of like a cliffhanger teaser to keep you watching. So, all right, let's cover the basic parameters of an FHA loan as far as credit and down payment. So, the minimum credit requirement for an FHA loan is a 500 credit score. So if you have between a 500 credit score and a 579 credit score, you have to put down at least 10%, but you can qualify for an FHA loan per the guidelines. So 580 and above, that's where you can put down that 3.5% that you hear about all the time. And so another thing super important about those two demarcation points the 10 percent and three and a half percent so you may have heard that with an fha loan the mortgage insurance stays in the loan forever the life of the loan that is true unless you put down 10 percent initially and then the mortgage insurance falls off at the 11 year mark just kind of fyi 
Another thing as well, and so you always hear about like the down payment when it comes to FHA loan. There's another kind of down payment as well a lot of folks don't talk about because you can actually roll it into the loan. It's called the upfront mortgage insurance. So it, right now the upfront mortgage insurance amount is 1.75%. So like if your loan amount is $100,000, 1.75% of that is $1,750. So it'd be your loan amount Either you can pay that $1,750 at closing or you can roll it into the loan and it's financed. So you pay that, that amount over the next 30 years. So a lot of folks don't talk about that because you can just roll it into the loan. So folks look at it as, as not actual money. But essentially you pay that money up front or you pay it when you sell the property. Either way, you're paying it. And so another thing about the FHA loan is you can actually use it for rehab purposes. So there's an offshoot of the FHA loan called an FHA 203k loan. And so I have another video on that. Look up FHA crash course on my channel or on the podcast. But essentially you can roll all the renovation costs of a home of a rehab into the loan and buy like a undervalued or distressed property that you couldn't normally buy with any type of loan. Because a lot of times, you know, beat up properties, whether it's foundation roof or just looks bad and maybe not functional you can't get any type of loan for those properties so that, that's one great thing about the fha loan all right so let's talk about the scenarios where you can have more than one fha loan so first and foremost if you're relocating due to your job so it can be a situation where you're like hey um, I'm in Southeast DC and I got a job uh, a little bit further north and now I want to move to Northwest DC. No, the job has to be at least, uh, it has to be at least 100 miles away from your new residence. So there needs to be like a legit reason that you're moving. Like, you know, 100 miles is a pretty long drive to work. And so that's one stipulation there. Two, this is kind of a hard to prove, but another stipulation is, or hard to get approval, is if you have a growing family. And so essentially, if you are like a single person when you buy the home, and let's say you even have a fiance, as far as the FHA is concerned, a fiance is just another person. They're not any sort of association with you. And so you buy that home, you're living with the fiance for a year or two, and then you all get married and maybe have a kid. The FHA is like, hey, these people need more space. Their family size has grown. They're allowed, you're allowed to get another FHA loan because, I don't know, maybe you're in like a one-bedroom and now you're going to upgrade to like a, a three-bedroom location. And so one part of that is you do need to have at least 25% equity in the property to execute on that scenario. And so let's look at the, let's let's take this situation a little bit further. So you upgrade this property with your um, fiance, you get, you get married and you're in this upgraded property, you have another FHA loan. Now, if you get divorced and she's staying in the property and you're moving somewhere else, that's a situation where you can get another FHA loan as well. Because once again, FHA loans are for first time, or excuse me, are for primary residents. Another situation, if you were the co-borrower on somebody else's FHA loan or co-signer, and you're not actually living in the property, you can obtain another FHA loan. So those are some situations where you can have more than one FHA loan. All right, so what are the FHA loan limits? You're probably curious as well. So they're different based on where you are. There's like two classifications. One is just the basic loan limits. And another is the high cost of living loan limits. And then there's also various loan limits based on how many units the property is between one and four units. So literally the best thing for you to do is to Google 
FHA loan limits plus whatever county you're in. So just do that. Another very important stipulation is if you're in a community property state and you're married, your spouse's debts are added to the application whether they're on the mortgage or not. So if you're like, hey, you know, my spouse has bad credit, I'm not going to add them to the application. Well, unfortunately, all your spouse's debts are being added to the application. However, their income is not, they don't have the requisite credit in order to qualify, unfortunately. And so that's super important to know because if you've done like the math in your head as far as, hey, this is what my debt to income ratio is, and you've not factored in your spouse's debts, they are coming or they're being added to the application, unfortunately. So those community property states are Arizona, Louisiana, Idaho, California, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. So if you live in there and you're married, make sure you factor in your spouse's debts as well. Hopefully you know this as well, but another great aspect of an FHA loan is you can use it to buy a one, two, three, or four unit property, and it's still only three and a half percent down. However, if you're buying a three or four unit property, make sure you, your realtor, and your lender understand the FHA self-sufficiency test. It will make or break, or it can literally break a deal no matter how good the your profile looks. If you don't know what that is, look at previous videos. I'll link them maybe in the description, or maybe not, we'll see TBD on that. All right, so here are some of the negative aspects, in my opinion, that may be interpreted as negative for an FHA loan. It's gonna lay out my opinion mixed with the actual guidelines. So, first off, it's something called the admittatory clause. So it's negative or positive, depending on what side of the uh, transaction you're on. But what it says is that if the home does not appraise for the value on the contract, the buyer can walk away at any point in time and still get their earnest money back. So typically you may have about 10 days to do your due diligence and get your earnest money back if you decide to walk away. But with an FHA loan, if the appraisal comes back like week three for some reason and it comes in less, you can just walk away. So like sales price, $200,000, appraisal comes back at $195,000, the buyer can just walk away and still get the earnest money back. So it gives the buyer a lot of power in the transaction as far as negotiating because it's like hey you know bend to my terms or i'll walk away and you got to put your home back in the market and maybe pay another mortgage payment so it gives the buyer an extreme amount of leverage in the negotiation which is why it is often interpreted as a negative aspect from a realtor's perspective more importantly like the seller's realtor's perspective so like two equivalent offers you may not get your offer accepted due to the FHA, or excuse me, the amendatory clause. All right, so another aspect that can be interpreted as a negative for an FHA loan is the appraised value of the home sticks with the property for the next six months. And this really only matters if the original buyer walks away from the transaction, because that's the only reason you'd have an appraisal. And it may be, hey, due to some issue with the amendatory clause, they walked away. And so that is interpreted as a negative from the seller as well, because let's say your home's listed at 200,000, it comes back at, at 190,000. And so now the next person that goes into the transaction knows the home appraised for 190. So that's gonna influence what they offer on the property going forward. And, and so if you didn't know, like with a conventional loan, if the buyer walks away or whatever, the other sellers or whoever does not have any knowledge of what the appraisal was on 
that property. The last aspect is there are items with the appraisal that have to be fixed where with a conventional loan they're just kind of like optional a lot of times if they aren't like if it isn't like a roof or foundation issue. So stuff like fixtures, railings, the electrical issues, like outlets, they have to be fixed per in order to pass an FHA inspection. So a seller just may not want to deal with that at all and once again may put your FHA offer to the side and wants to deal with a conventional offer versus an FHA. And so there you have it. That's an FH alone. Just the facts. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, I assume you liked the video because you've watched all the way this way. So if you're on YouTube, give a like, subscribe to the channel. If you're on the podcast, uh, leave a review, share with a friend. That's how I get my voice out to other people and help grow the show. So thanks in advance. And as always, rumor has it, they're not all our second. I messed up my outro again. As always, by land, rumor has it they're not making any more of it. All right. <laughs> if you enjoy the show and want to go even more in-depth for the content we put out, go to housewitshow.com. We have courses on Insider Secrets, your lender realtor don't tell you, a course on house hacking, and even a DIY credit course so you never have to pay for credit repair again. And since you're a loyal listener, use promo code POD for a special discount. Back to the show. Thanks.